ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Beyond the Ink. I'm your host, Matt Valdez. How are you? Nice to meet you. Today I've got a special guest, uh, my buddy, who I've known for what, a year and a half, two, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> way back. <laughs> we go way back. Uh, Mr. Chris McKeon. And uh, say hello to the wonderful viewers hello? and fans and people that are going to come watch me stamp, stamp, stamp. This arm. Um, we're working on a bit of what would you say Japanese-esque? Um, yeah, a little. Yeah, try to stay within the within the theme. Yeah, um, you, you you brought to me this wonderful, not my work, wonderful piece that we were uh, that you said. Okay, hey, I want to continue some more stuff, which we're gonna go back up, and we're gonna revamp that in the future. <laughs> clean so, it up. Yeah, that'll be good. But. I added a tiger, some, what you want, finger waves, wind bars, things like that, which is gonna be fantastic <laughs> once it's all done. And uh, yeah, I'm. Next phase. I'm stoked. We're gonna have a good time doing it. Um, you know, as always, we sit back, we talk, I stab people, you find out more about them. And uh, yeah, that's how it goes here in this stabbing cabin. So, uh, you might notice a little bit of a different setup. I'm moving around much freely. And that is thank you to wireless technology. Oh, oh my God. So I'm excited to try this out. This is from FK Irons. Uh, this is the, uh, the lightning bolt pack. And basically what this does is gives you complete wireless technology Yes. So, in essence, if I wanted to walk over here, this is a tattoo. Walk over here, this is a tattoo. Walk over here, this is a tattoo. Hey. Um, <laughs> so it's really, really cool. Easy to keep from cross-contamination. Cross you don't touch everything. All the voltage and the highs, the lows, the mediums, the, it does everything. So, very excited to take this little journey. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've cut the cord. No more cord. Good times. And of course, I got all my gear, my Hexus needles. Gotta go with the best, you know, honestly. This company that I that I use, um, Hexus, Hextat, Needle Supply, uh, for all professionals, you can go needlesupply.com. I'll put a link down, description, everything. They've got everything you need. They've got Aftercare. In fact, if you wanted to buy some stuff from, from needlesupply.com, um, all the aftercare stuff that I usually use, um, my Hustle Butter Deluxe, love that stuff. That's what I use. And in fact, I'm going to put that on my glove right now and uh, we're going to get that sucker fired up. Mm. People ask me all the time, what the fuck's on your glove? I'm like, Hustle Butter Deluxe. Yeah. As my buddy Richie says, the owner, he says, you can't knock the hustle. So yeah, how's, how's uh, life in the aftermath of COVID-19? Yeah, it's just, it's, it was a bit stir crazy. It's nice to have things starting to open back up and right? it's, it's been hilarious to just watch how people have responded, be it, you know, driving around by themselves in their car wearing a mask because <laughs> they're worried it's going to sneak oh in God. through the window. Yeah, and, and they're, 
like yesterday, people are still wearing masks. You know, that's fine. Wear your mask if that's what makes you feel comfortable. Um, I think it's going to change a lot of things. I think some of like the the sneeze guards at Circle K and you know oh, yeah. things like that. I think those are some going to be some good changes that'll stick around. Yeah, um, I agree. But it is it like I said, it's just been the pure comedy of just watching which rules people choose to follow. Correct. I actually watched one guy. I think he was a little off his rocker. He was taking his shoe for a walk. Oh, who? He had his. He had one shoe off in his hand and the other shoe on, walking down the sidewalk. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> funny enough, I took a picture of it. Oh, nice. Um, you know, two friends talking. One's wearing a mask. One's wearing gloves. It's like I guess they only had one set, so they just figured, all right, well, that's that's insane. Which, like I went to which is the lesser. Went to Home Depot and yes, I went to Home Depot, um, and. Uh, I met this this girl who was helping us out, and she's wearing gloves, and she's touching everything. And she's like, ah, these gloves are getting in my way. I said, well, I just watched you touch all kinds of stuff, including you know, your phone. And, and that's called cross-contamination, folks. You're doing more harm than good. So I said, your, 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 your gloves are pretty much useless now if you're trying to keep it away from all the nasties because you just touched this and that and this and that and other people have touched the same shit so you're getting all their cooties on top of your cooties and spreading even more cooties so your gloves are kind of shitty and so anyway she's like good I said just wash your hands man like which again is such a weird concept that you have to tell people adult people to wash their hands to do what our moms have been telling us to do forever unreal unbelievable yeah yeah. it is i putting plastic on the little keyboards over the on the for the atms yeah some of the most random crap you're like really that's what you got out of all this yeah yeah that's not gonna work especially (laughs) because there's holes in the number pad and so now it's like well is that going to work no because it's already exposed cross-contamination but i'm sure you had some friends too that were like it really freaked them out they wouldn't leave their house i did yeah yeah, they were i did you know some took it very seriously i i I gotta admit that i i never did i think it was just a, a version of the flu yeah, unfortunately, there, I know some people that have been affected directly by it, um, which is, but it's hard to say because you don't know if it's, again, the a derivative of the flu or, you know, like something right. that may be part of the flu, but, or I don't know, mutated form. I don't know what you want to call it, um, but yeah, I have. Yeah, and I had a couple of people that I that I know that had relatives that were older that passed away, and then mm-hmm. after they passed away, from something totally different, they labeled it COVID. Yes, yes. What the fuck, GV? Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, because they get paid if it's COVID. That's what I hear. So yeah. it's yeah, it's just it's like everything else. If there's any any kind of travesty that happens in America today, there's somebody that's going to take advantage of it. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast anymore. Big pharma. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna take people down the rabbit hole if we decide. Oh yeah, we could. If we decide, we could go, to go a million different ways down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, so 
but luckily it's starting things again like you said things are starting to open back up people yes. are starting to go out you can see i mean i was out at a bar on monday and it was it was packed yeah i mean and everybody was in there you know and just it's like they were like a dog with the gate left open just went running Dude, out the door serious, man everybody's like dying to go get some drinks and go get some human contact you know just they need that human interaction which we do. We're big balls of energy, folks. We need that. We need to feel it from other people. <laughs> yeah, from other people other than our family that we've been locked up with for the right. last however. Just gotta love your family. Mm-hmm. Good thing too is like if you're if you're cool with the people that you know you're locked up with, that's good. But there's some people that man, it sucks. They are not locked up with people that they want to be locked up with. And so they're getting the shit end of it. Um, abusive relationships. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Kids. The downside are, of things that you don't even, you, like a lot of people wouldn't even think about or realize that, yeah, yeah that's. Like, fuck those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's nuts. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm glad everything's opened up. Yeah. Like, opening up, I should say. And I had I have like fifteen states, so it's been interesting to see how each state is doing it and what they're doing and yeah. how they're responding to it. So, so and so, it'll be interesting to see what the what the the fallout is. Everybody they keep oh, oh wait, there's a second wave. Well I didn't even really catch the first wave. Yeah. But yeah. okay. So what is it that you do exactly? For our folks. I am the Western Regional Manager for a dessert company in nice. food service. So I sell des- desserts to Cisco, Shamrock, U.S. Foods, and it's all to restaurants, casinos, things like that. And that's cool because I'm fat and I like desserts. Everybody so. loves cake. <laughs> Eat cake for breakfast. God, I love that is, cake. That is my only thing that I wish comes out of this. God, I love cake. cake for breakfast. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that kind of had to hurt your business just a little bit, then, right? It shut it down. Oh shit! Our both our plants shut down. We were running three shifts, mm-hmm. all of it gone. I mean, there wasn't anything going out. The only thing that was going out, the the distributors were trying to return product, even though it has a year shelf life on it. I mean, just it Damn. was it made for very interesting times. But wow, that's you know why they were trying to figure out what. They were gonna do. Yeah, because everybody's business has been affected by it. You know, mm-hmm. I know there's been a few tattooers in this industry, or in my industry, that um, didn't really survive. They actually had to close down their businesses or go work at another shop or you know just things like that. Luckily for me and a few of my friends that um, squirreled away money or did whatever they had to do, they had that, you know did some painting, did some, sold like other things other than, you know, tattooing. Right. Which is good to have. You always want to have a second hustle or, you know, third even. But, um. The best piece of advice my dad yeah. ever gave me when I was a kid. The more things you know how to do, the less likely you are to ever be out of work. Correct. You can always find something to do. Correct. Or prostitution. Because, you know, who doesn't like to fuck? I'm kidding. I tried it and I didn't get any takers. <laughs> You're kind of a big dude, man. I'd be like, uh, I don't know, dude. You're kind of huge. Um, well, that's funny. Speaking of um, getting fat and during the COVID thing, I how much weight have you gained during this whole COVID? I actually <laughs> have. I lost f- 
five pounds about. Bastard. I found it. Uh, I actually gained 11 pounds. 11 pounds. Which is stupid. Because I have all the gym equipment here, um, fortunately. But I have no motivation. I don't have yeah. the motivation to go in my garage, work out, do what I have to do. Because I guess I was being a fucking brat. I guess I was just being a little shit who was like, Oh, you're going to shut down my gym? You're going to shut down like my life? You know? Well, screw you, pal. Who are you? You know, and then I kind of got over it. But I ate a lot. I well, we did. Love food. Uh, because <laughs> Alex, my son, he's... Mm-hmm. And throwing track for, was throwing track for GCC. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his buddy, Des, was, uh-huh. who plays football at Louisville, was in town. So we actually had a buddy that had a full gym in his garage that he wasn't using. And we loaded it all up on the back patio. And Very cool. So they've been going out and working, working out out there. And, you know, for me, it's just been just the stress of not working. I don't get hungry. And see, for me, it's the stress of not working where I get hungry. <laughs> yeah. I stress eat. I'm not going to lie. I, I like food. And, you know, Veronica's a damn good cook. Um, and, you know, I can cook. I can do everything that I need to do as well. But when you have, you're here, you know, you're, you're, you're eating, you're doing like minimal stuff. I've cleaned my house a billion times. I've, you know, gone through and throw you know you throw out things that you don't need and you're like donating sh- tons of stuff and yeah I but you're also eating a lot so. and and trying to do things that that aren't going to cost you money because you don't know how long it's going to last so right. it's not like you know going out and going golfing or doing things like that that are yeah. still open that are outside but that's also expensive so you gotta yeah you gotta balance all that you want to do some home improvements but again that all costs money correct so yeah if you didn't squirrel away or you didn't do those things then you're kind of like just sitting there yeah no money coming in you're kind of just like shit out of luck like mm-hmm. that's just it's not good man so i don't know like i said i gained 11 pounds um positive note is that Doug Ducey opened up Arizona and so our gym is opening up as well um, which is that your, uh, your garage yeah the, the garage <laughs> is opening back up <laughs> uh, now I've been going to e- EOS or EOS, oh, EOS yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good gym very nice gym I like it uh, I was uh, very excited because they're open 24 hours so that is a cool feature yeah and I like, I'm a night owl, you know, usually my clients, you know, get off of work and they're, they're home or come home and get tattooed or do what they got to do. And historically, so I love the night. I love the nightlife. I got to boogie. I'm just <laughs> the, 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 the song references. I know. God, we just... So, okay, you're an ordained minister, as am I, and how many weddings have you performed? Have you officiated? I've done four. Nice. Yeah, so the last one being two weeks ago. Do you have the the shirt and everything, the collared shirt? I don't. Dude. I know. Usually they just ask me to wear, uh, just wear my suit. Really? So, but uh, that would be be cool. Nobody wants to see that. We just like, we just covered that on the whole prostitution. <laughs> Allegedly, I'm kidding. Um, 
But yeah, it was this one was really weird too because obviously no family could come in. They were really dead set on this date, so it was it was a virtual wedding, virtual right? They were wedding. all watching on, you know, like a couple of people were there that had their phones and they were videotaping it and sending it to the families back east. That's and, so nuts. You know, it was kind of it was kind of crazy. The the reception was everybody parked down the side of the street holding, and they walked what? down and just said hi to everybody as they were walking down the street and. People were holding sparklers and just kind of tailgating down his old street. It was it was pretty crazy, but it was cool because, you know, as much as everybody still took the time to show up, yeah, knowing how special it was and how much it meant to them. And <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was because they got to leave the fucking house. <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna go out of the house and drink like, beer. Hey, you want me something to do something? Like you normally wouldn't go to that person's wedding or whatever. Yeah, they're like, you really want me to go? I'm amazed at the number of people that have asked me to help them move during this time. I've I've moved like three people, so really. And you know, I guess the good thing is, is again, just you know, being available to do those types of things and help people out when I normally wouldn't. It's true. I mean, it's true. It's a tattoo machine. Don't ever say tattoo gun. No, not in an airport. Well, not ever, because you know, it's a professional thing. Um, <laughs> like calling it a rodeo clown, you caught their bullfighters, not rodeo clowns. <laughs> Targets. <laughs> I love the I love the uh, rodeo clowns, and I went to a rodeo before. It was fun. They um, are fun. And of course, you know, and you, I root for the bull because I want to see him fuck somebody up, and I feel it's pretty shitty when they're just out there. Sorry, folks. I do root for the bull. Um, you know, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's, yeah. like, okay, that's good. <laughs> it happens more time than it does more times than it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I concur, my friend. Is that but, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up out in New River, so it was, uh, I grew up around a lot of that. Little I have a lot of friends that do it or have done it. And really, I've, we've all tried it. You you went and did a little bull riding? Yeah, yeah. Very briefly. What made you stop? Yeah. Uh, it's too, too, <laughs> no, I'm way too top-heavy because I have such a long torso. It's like yeah. you got to be able to have a lower center of gravity to stay on those things once right. they start slinging you around. But it was still fun. You could say, I was a bull rider once. I rode a bull. I rode, <laughs> I rode a that bull. Was, that was the extent of that. I don't want to... Yeah, you're. Let's not embellish a little bit. I'm just, even though it'd be cool to put on your resume, we fighter, bull rider. That's right. Know. We did. Uh, we built one out of a 55 gallon drum, some old springs off a car. Oh no way! Oh, it was awesome. You just you'd get just, on it and just shake the crap out of each other. That's pretty damn funny. Yeah, we did a lot of things out in New River that we probably weren't the wisest of choices, but uh, had a lot of fun doing it. So fun um, way to grow up. Is there an old river, or is it just New River because of just the name? I don't know. It was just always New River. I don't know that there that was, was an old river. That was a total serious question. I wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I was curious. I didn't know which way to take that one, but uh, I was like, um, was yeah, I don't think question. there is. I think it's well because there's Mexico and then New Mexico, right? There, you know, like something in is there an old river? Is there a, a you know, well, there's a new so river? Half the time there isn't a river at all. It's just a, <laughs> it's a riverbed. It's just dirt. <laughs> I love being out here in Arizona. I've been out here for, what, seven years now? Something like that. 
How From where? You're, you're, so you're born and raised out here? No, I was since I was two. Oh, since you were two. Yeah, okay. so basically I'm ultimately a native of 46 years, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what brought you out here? I mean, family just said, hey. My mom. <laughs> you're my mom. <laughs> but I've stayed here. I've never, I've never really wanted to leave. I mean, it's a great state. We've got, Phoenix is a good city. We've got hour and a half, you're in the woods. Every direction you head out of town, there's a lake. Seriously. Three and a half hours, you're at the beach in Mexico. Yep. I mean, six hours, you're in California. Yep. I mean, it's it's really easy for... Four and a half, if you're my wife. Um, yeah. <laughs> it depends upon how heavy your foot is. But, uh, yeah, it's just... It's a great state. I, You know, I like it. I, I moved here. I'm a transplant from California. And... Uh, just adjust that really quick. Um, so I'm a transplant from California. And... Uh, came out here for work, uh, you know, position that had, uh, position that had changed, you know, and, uh, sorry, I gotta adjust this, fuck, I, I tightened the shit out of it, so, and, uh, she never tightened the shit out of it, I know, because then you got shit everywhere, you shit all over your hands, <laughs> it's just fucking gross, um, <laughs> I went to look for it again, folks. So I'll probably do this for a few times when I go, there's no foot pedal. Force of habit. Um, We're at in Cali. I was in uh, Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. So, I was actually born in Hemet. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. There was, there was only a few of us that will ever actually claim that. Yeah, I was going to say, the rest of them are so methed out that they have no fucking clue. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um... Or you think these are my real teeth? <laughs> these aren't my real teeth. I used to be a bull rider. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. Um, so recently, you, well, I say recently, this was pre-COVID, I want to say. Um, you started doing stand-up comedy. You got into doing... What'd you do? Like an open mic? Did you do... No, a buddy of mine, Sidney Smith, who's a comedian here in town, does okay. a lot of different shows. He just happened to have a deal. He was trying out a new, like doing like a game show thing. And he's like, but the only... Re he goes, I want you to do it. He goes, but the only stipulation is you have to do five minutes of stand-up. And I'm like, uh, challenge accepted. Done. That's right. Which led to my actually, which led to my open my my opening joke. When I went home and told my wife that I was going to do it, but I had the last five minutes, and she started dying laughing. She goes, "I can't remember the last time he lasted five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all, thanks, but it was it was fun. It was uh, it was a good experience. It's one of those challenges that you want to do because just to to say you've done it. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to do it again. I've I have written some more stuff, but. The, it's just, it's it's fine in the time, and but it I mean it helps with public speaking. It helps with a million different things. It's, it does. It's just kind of a cool thing, and it's fun to make people laugh. It is, and I think that, you know, comedians and they're just you know typically a comedian you know they always say comedy is tragedy. So you've got a lot of darkness that's involved with comedy, but. Once you get past all that and it's just fun and you just have fun being on stage and people laughing at you and, you know, and laughing at what you have to say and 
that's there's nothing like it. Like, well, just getting to that comfort level where you can relax. Like anybody in situational comedy, like if we're sitting around and we're at a dinner party or you're at a bar, yeah, and you're hanging out, and you're feeding off of what's going on around you, yeah, yeah. But to just stand up there and have a routine and speak it. I mean, I've throughout all this COVID, I've. Uh, you know, Netflix, there's been a lot of specials and stuff, and I've watched these guys and their delivery. It's like, it's so, it's so amazing to watch. Yeah. And it is, like, like you mentioned before, and, and we've discussed in the past, it's, it is storytelling. It is. And it's all, and it, but everything is delivery, and mm-hmm. I had just, it's, it is a blast. It's all about timing. So, mm-hmm. so who's your, uh, who's your favorite comic? Who do you, who do you see yourself kind of like emulating a little bit or? I don't really know. I just, I, there's, there's, I, there's like something from all of them. There isn't one that's like, oh, I just got to see every special that comes out. Yeah. Uh, but there's, cause there's just, there's just a little bit from all of them that, that make me, uh, that make me laugh. Like, uh, what's the, the, the machine? What's his? <laughs> Bert Kreischer. Yes. Yeah. That dude cracks me up. I said that wrong. Sorry, Bert. But I love, I, I love the, the fact that he just rips his shirt off and like that, that's his way of Dude, getting rid of his inhibitions. That's, and then yeah. he is just hilarious. Yeah, he, his latest special was fucking awesome, you know. And I, I do, I think he's an, uh, a phenomenal comedian. Um, you know, you watch their shows, you watch other shows and, and uh, you just look and go, oh my God, that's fantastic. You know. I just like the ones that are unapologetic, the ones that'll go out there and they're not afraid to tell a joke because it might offend somebody. Correct. It's like, all right, suck it up, Buttercup. If you don't like it, you know where the door is. Correct. I actually had a woman walk out of one of my shows um, in Scottsdale. And uh, we were, it was me, uh, another comedian friend of mine, uh, A.D. McCovey, funny guy, uh, Ocean Galapagon. Funny guy, too. So you think about it this way, okay? There's two light-skinned black guys, one Mexican, in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> and it was really funny because... That's a joke in itself. That's a joke in it. Yeah. <laughs> just wrote yeah. a joke. So, so you know, um, we start going into our bits about our love for thick women, you know? And, and it's just, it's a joke. You know, it's it's also... Well, no, it's, it's, it's life. I love, you know, thick women. It's... Curves. Curves are great. They're they're awesome. Um, and she stands up and just and I you know when a person stands up in the middle of your set, it's like hey look at me you know uh, nine times out of ten or they have to take a piss, either one. So <laughs> either one you just become a target. You just become that target. Boop. So I said, gotta go. And she said, yes, I'm leaving. Okay, she's like, I'm obviously not what any of you guys want, and she was really skinny, and so she's like, I'll have you know, I'm this way, skinny because I have a medical condition, and everybody in the whole audience was like, the fuck, you know, <laughs> and so I kind of was like, well, that sucks, you know, because I don't want to be, you know, insensitive. I don't want to be like, oh hey fucking sucks to be you, you know, but it was weird, it was like, oh shit, you know, like, uh, and, you know, I just picked up where I left off once she took off, but it was still, it was still a a trip, you know, you can't make everyone laugh, you always, 
You just got to know your audience, I guess. Well, is that or you get the guy in the crowd that tries to out-funny you? Oh, yeah. No, those guys are hilarious. Uh, I had... I was doing a show in um, North Hollywood. It was, no, it was Burbank. Actually, it was Burbank. When, and uh, it was at the uh, at Flappers Comedy Club. Um, and this one dude, it was a... Um, like a fresh face competition, you know, new comics and whatever. So there was a ton of comics on stage. And this one guy, uh, he was a comedian. He went up first. But after he went up, everybody, everybody after him, he was heckling the shit out of him. Like just, oh, you're not funny. Oh, I've already heard that joke. Blah, 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 blah. Right? So he was just, like, just fucking with everybody. So I told Veronica, I was like, hey, when I go up, if he opens his mouth, I'm getting him. And she's like, don't do it, don't do it. And I said, no, I'm going to fucking get him. You know, I'm, I'm going to get him. Because he was he was a next level, uh, he had a next level amount of douchebaggery that... Mm-hmm was just oozing from him. The dude had, he was wearing his motorcycle leathers, you know, still, after all that. He had his motorcycle helmet and he was letting everybody know, like, hey, I, I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> you know? and With a sidecar. Yeah, with a sidecar. <laughs> um, for my boyfriend. No, it was, and it was funny because, like, uh, his hair was, like, fucking perfect, too. It was just weird. I'm like, dude, you riding a motorcycle and your hair is still fucking perfect? I'm bald. That sucks. I already don't like you. <laughs> you know? And so, sure as shit, I go up. I start doing my uh, my bit. And he opens his mouth and starts saying. And so, I mean, I'm like a minute into my, my, in my bit, you know? And he just opens his mouth. And I said, oh, you. <laughs> I was waiting for you. And so he started saying, you know, whatever. And I started laughing because I told him, I said, the funny thing about you, my friend, is I really have nothing bad to say about you because you're a good-looking guy. I can say that. My wife's over there. I'm comfortable with that. No problem. I said, you have amazing fucking hair because you obviously rode in on a motorcycle. You're showing everybody your leathers. You're a good-looking guy, again, you know? And, uh... And I said, you kind of look like Joaquin Phoenix, just without the fucked up scar. And this other comedian who is in the front just spits his drink out. We're laughing at this guy. And everybody starts laughing. The whole fucking place just starts laughing. And I, and I said, I would totally watch a reality show starring you. I'd probably watch it naked. But I'm just saying, you know, and everybody's fucking dying laughing, you know. And my wife's back there rolling her eyes, you know, like, oh, here we go. I killed this dude with so much kindness that, <laughs> like, I dropped his shit, you know, like, and, and it was so funny that I wasn't talking shit. Everybody else was talking shit. They were all getting mad at him. They were like, fuck you, guy. Like, can't you just shut up for a minute? You know, they were, they were everybody was getting mad at him, but I didn't, you know, I just figured, fuck it, kill him with kindness, you know? And so the manager of Flappers, the owner, or manager, I don't know if he's still there, he was like, do you always do that? And I said, do what? And he said, handle hecklers like that. I said, absolutely. 
He goes, fucking genius, man. That was awesome. He goes, you're welcome to my club anytime you want, man. That was fucking great. I was like, cool. That's cool. But Well, because yeah. you got to figure, and those guys have probably seen a lot of shit. Oh, my God. That dude has seen so much. And he was telling me, and he was giving me pointers and whatever, whatnot. But the other guy just sat there clapping. Everybody, I got one of the coolest applause breaks, um, a legit applause break after. Because I said, okay, enough about you. Can I get back to my, because I'm running out of time. And um, everybody just started laughing. And I rode the wave of the laughing and the clapping. And then, uh, you know, it was, it was cool. I was just like, done. You fucking fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. That is cool. It was good. It was a good moment. Uh, so, so it's many, always fun when you get to shut people down. Yeah, but how how uh, how many shows have you done so far? I've only I've only done two. Really? And yeah, I don't. It's just with everything else with the new job. I'm on the road so much. It's just it's one of those things. It's just finding the time. Okay. So yeah. Um, Finding, God, I've heard so many amazing stories throughout these years. Like, I've heard, I've tattooed all, walk of li- all walks of life. I've, I've heard so many people talk about this and talk about that. And, you know, family members doing crazy shit, you know, um, to just people just talking about life and talking about uh, everything that they're going through. And, um, it's gives you this really good feeling. Um, I know it's pain, but it's not like excruciating pain, you know? No, it's good pain. So it's that good feeling like, oh, okay, um, I can handle this. You know, it's not, and, and again, some people just like to use it to get rid of the other pain. The emotional pain, you know, yeah. like fuck that shit. Who don't want that? So. It is. It is a form of therapy. I mean, there's just something about it, and it's you know the 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 artwork, if, especially when you have a good artist such as yourself. Um, <laughs> it 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 is. It's something, and it's it reminds you. It's like to mark a time or mark a place. Oh yeah, it's definitely a proverbial timestamp, you know, and it's as cliche as it sounds. Man, I could tell you exactly where I was when I got my tattoos, when who I was with, you know, um, and shit, I could probably tell you what I was wearing or what I ate, you know. Um, what tripped me out a lot was there's other people that, I mean, clients that I've tattooed that couldn't tell you that. They'd be like, oh yeah, I got tattooed by this one guy. I'm like, oh, what was his name? I have no fucking clue. Why is that? Because they didn't talk to me. What do you mean they didn't talk to you? No, he didn't talk. He was just put on his headphones. Basically, I sat there and that was that. It's like, really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm obviously not that way. You yeah. know? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, that's some bullshit. Okay. And then I, you know, started up this. And this seems to be having fun. I don't know. Comment down below. Tell me if you like it. If it's something that you think is good. I'll keep doing it. Just kidding. I'm still going to keep doing it. <laughs> but um, speaking of doing something cool, some fun, <clears throat> um, I want to produce another show. I want to do, like I said, another, another comedy show um, out here. 
And um, I'm wondering, quick question. For you guys below, are you guys here? Um, yeah, do you guys want to see me or produce another show? I'll have a bunch of comics on there. Uh, now that this whole coronavirus thing is being lifted, I think everybody deserves a really good laugh and Absolutely. some good, some good clean fun. Um, yeah, comment down below. Give us a like, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Um, and let me know if you want me to uh, produce another show. I bring, bring that comedy should. back to. Uh, I mean, there's always comedy out here. I'm not a big. You know, but my shows were really fun. I mean, they were they were cool. Um, we used to I used to do a show at Whiskey Rose at uh, Westgate. Oh yeah, yeah. And then that other place opened up. Um, What's it called? Uh, damn it. That's a weird name for a club. Yeah, I can't think of it. It's above Whiskey Rose. Um, new comedy comedy club up there, and it's really small. It's actually kind of small joint intimate you know good spot but they got mad at us and they told the owners of the actual of the building that you know they were on a debate they wanted to be the only comedy club there and my shows had to stop because i had like a ton of people <laughs> <laughs> my my shows were good they had a lot of people in there and i brought some phenomenal co you know comedians in there and um and uh, yeah, they were they weren't too happy about it, but whatever. I mean, so well, I if nothing else, the one thing that we another thing that we learned through all this stuff is that uh, you're never gonna make everybody happy. No, heck no. But I mean, why would you want to? Right. If everybody Everyone's was happy, you just gotta say fuck them, dude. If everybody was happy, you know how crazy that would be. Be boring, girl. Hey, Karen. And then she's happy. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. But true. Um, <laughs> just saying, Karen's a special person. Yeah. So, uh, what was I going to say? Um, when's your office opening back up? Or when? what are they, what are they telling you? Well, it's going to, I think it'll all just, <clears throat> there's... There's no, it's not going to really, there's not enough going on to justify travel right now. Okay. So, it'll be just a lot of virtual stuff, but okay. slowly but surely, uh, you know, little opportunities like the casinos and things like that will start to open up and we'll be helping them and working with them and managing through the, the new way they want to go about doing their business. The new but, normal? Oh, that and pandemic. If I never hear those effing words oh again, God. I would, it would be too soon. Right. You just want it. There's just times I will literally turn the, turn the turn the station, turn whatever, because I just yeah. don't want to listen to that. You rambling. just never want to hear COVID, 2020. Okay. Yeah. COVID 19. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. 2020 has been a very interesting, um, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, but it's it seems every we say that about every year. Yeah. It's There's weird. always something going on. Like uh, it's no. just weird. Like, where the hell did this one come from? Well, you know why, though, right? It's because of social media and every, we get everything so instantly. You know, like, and and people go, oh, well, I heard about that. Well, how would you hear about that? Oh, I heard about it on Instagram or I heard about it on Facebook or, you know. Um, and then what? You're just kind of 
you're either believing it or researching it or becoming a conspiracy theorist or you know like well that's the whole thing people they don't do the time they don't take the time to do the research to no. to learn things for themselves they just take whatever they're told is law but yeah. that's also why we have nine million different religions and we have all the different things is because yeah. people just don't want to do the work so they're like oh I can. it's on the internet it must be true yep i saw it on google so yeah it's got that's legit well, yeah that's shit's work <laughs> that's 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 what's up <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. funny, it's like even with restaurants and stuff, speaking of social media, it's like a lot of them don't even have websites anymore. No. That's, like, everything goes straight to Facebook. Yep, Facebook, um, Yelp, all that. You know, even, even leaving reviews for like your favorite place has been tripping a little bit because people are like, eh, well, I'll leave a review. Okay. And some are good, some are bad competitors. Like they'd sabotage, yeah, sabotaging the shit out of people with just these fake reviews, and I'm just like, what the balls? Like, well, and if you don't take the time to respond to them, then you, you know, you're, yeah, you can get because that's the first thing I do. If I get called for a lead, first thing I do is look at Yelp, yep, to see if it's even worth. I mean, if it's nothing but negative reviews, well, then they're probably not going to be around that much longer. Yeah, yeah, um, which is crazy again with all this stuff going on these these restaurants that are just losing out and they're mom and pops you know they're delicious and all of a sudden it's, you go around and you're like hey you guys open no we didn't make it oh shit you know that well sucks. the yeah the quickest way to get out of the restaurant business with a million bucks is start with four <laughs> it's it's a brutal business and it's so yeah. cutthroat and there's so many but for every Five that close, ten more open up. So oh, no doubt, no doubt. You know, everybody that has a million dollars and was told they were a great cook at the at their house, want, you know, will open a restaurant. So yeah, just like tattooers. <laughs> what? You're uh, such a good artist. I'm like, am I? No, just kidding. I am. I, well, I like to be. I think I am. I'm always learning. You gotta have a vision. You, you gotta have. Well. That's true, but I mean, I mean to jump in and even just like for what you've done for me and just yeah taking somebody else's well most people won't do it most people will go no I don't I don't want to touch that well where's your artistic ability capabilities you know where are you thinking and it's not being disrespectful there's some artists that'll be like hey man that's disrespectful well if the other artist isn't there anymore hence we don't know where the fuck this guy is you know um. Why leave it to the client? Why is it the client's fault? Right. And now the client has to be unhappy with unfinished work for the rest of their lives because, okay, chances of you finding said dude or girl or whatever, you know, um, that did this piece in the beginning, are they going to be around? Maybe not, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to leave you hanging like that. I think that's kind of shitty. But at the same time, you know, we work, we do it. We, we, I want you to be happy with the tattoo. Right. I don't want you to, you know. Because you the rest of my life. Yeah, and be like, man, fuck that guy. He didn't know what the hell he was doing, you know, or whatever, so. Well, and, and it's like anything else. Bad news travels fast. Oh, yeah, good news travels fast. Bad news travels even faster. Because you're more apt, you know, to tell your... Your mother, your sister, your grandma, my son, your grandma's friend. Yeah, like, like, 
tell them, dude, this guy, don't go, don't go with it, you know. Um, and that's why I like to create more of an experience. I don't ever want to be that guy where my client says, or someone asks my client, hey, where'd you get your tattoo? And they're like, this guy, I don't know. I can't even remember his name. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to. I wouldn't say either anyhow. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, you know. I, I just don't want to do that. I, don't, I just don't want to, just don't want to be that guy, you know. So, so you're a family man. I am. You are. You've got how many lit, littler ones? I have uh, Alex, who's 19, and Chloe, who's four. That's a big... Strategic planning was not my strong suit. <laughs> Comedian, <laughs> but, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, she's awesome. So I call old. her my, my little Sammy Hagar. She's got that long curly hair, blonde oh, curly hair. <laughs> so cool. she's, she's a riot. So Alex is in college. Just started his first real job uh, with Crescent Crown, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool. Padding his resume while he's since he can't do track. Yeah, and that's cool. You know what's weird? What's really cool about this is I tattoo his son as well. When I do generation tattoos, like you know, I'm tattooing you, and then I'm tattooing your son. You know, it's kind of like, what the balls. The big boy growing up, you know, you're yeah. just like, holy shit. He's... We're going to have to hold off on Chloe. She well, yeah, I think I, by the time <laughs> she's ready to get tattooed, I'm pretty positive I won't be tattooing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. That, that, that ship will have sailed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's fun. It's, it's tough, but yeah. it's, it's fun. Well, I heard, I heard your wife wants to get a tattoo. Is that true? She is. She's wanting to do, uh, her and her friends are going to get lilies or something. Yeah. Uh, Alex was telling me that. He was like, hey, why don't you talk my mom into getting a tattoo? I said, the hell you did. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, well, right the heck on. Yeah, um, she, I think, uh, she has the, she has a couple, but, mm-hmm. like the little wrist thingies and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Girl tattoos. Girl tattoos. I know a lot of guys with little wrist tattoos too. So, unisex tattoos. Oh, right. There yeah. Go. Is that like the du- uh, the douche knot or the man? What do they call that thing? Hey, the man bun. Oh yeah. <laughs> the douche knot. <laughs> the my, saddle horn for their boyfriend. My son, my son's got a huge lock of hair and ties it up because he works for UPS now. Oh, okay. Or, no, he still he's been there, but he got a uh, promotion. He's now a supervisor, and uh, he's got a huge. Uh, man bun, you know, long hair. He looks like Tarzan. It's really funny. Um, and so we were telling him, he's like, yeah, I just want to cut it off. I'm kind of tired of it. I'm like, I don't know, man. It fits you. It looks good. You know, it doesn't... Well, you just saw Alex's uh, yeah, the Alex other day. His long yeah. bunch of hair. In I, I think my problem with it is, is I can't grow it. <laughs> so maybe it's a jealousy factor. I think it is because I'm the same way. Yeah. Nah, no hair. No hair, don't care. I'm I'm good with it. I can cut my hair in the shower. I got waterproof clippers. Yeah. I just shaved my hair this morning, actually. You can't tell because I'm sitting down. But I didn't get a chance to do the top. <laughs> my, I, don't, I don't have to worry about that because it doesn't grow up there. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I... I Got no hair upstairs, man. I got this stupid scar that I got a long time ago. And my hair doesn't grow, you know? It just doesn't grow at all. And kind of sucks, but 
Whatever. Insert. It's sad. a hand we dealt. I'm gonna insert sad music. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Some Sarah McLaughlin starts playing. <laughs> Just kidding. <clears throat> so, well, that's cool, man. Are you excited to yeah. go back to work or get back? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> I that one very fast. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. You just, you lose, you lose your sense of self-purpose, you know? Okay. I bust enough to still get in paid a little bit, but I mean, it, you just, it's, you lose track of your days. You lose track of everything. That is true. I don't, you don't sleep as much. It's just, it's weird. My sleep pattern is way off. Like, um, I used to be a night owl, you know, and there's days where I am a night owl and then there's, you know, nine times out of 10 now I'm going to bed around nine or 10, you know, I'm just like, mm. what the, f-? you know, or waking up really early. And, and I think the cool thing about, and I can say it, the cool thing about the coronavirus, about what's been going on is it's allowed me or, or, or kind of forced me to slow down. And I think it forced a lot of people to slow down and really mm-hmm. reevaluate what's going on in life and, and what's the most important thing about what we do, our family, you know, being together, being healthy, being, you know, um, because when it's all said and done, shit, who do you have? You have your family. You right. Know? You know, granted, I'm, I'm blessed to have some amazing friends that, that have checked on me, you know, and said, hey, Matt, you good? Yep. You need any toilet paper? You need any, you know, anything? I was like, nah, I, I use butt wipes. <laughs> but <laughs> I do. And, and I, you know, you don't know how crazy this is going to get. So um, I ordered a few bidets, which I still haven't used. Kind of something about them. I don't know. A little... the, the toilet seat? Yeah, the ones that sprinkle the butthole. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, I just... I don't know, man. I just, I've never used one of those. I, was I even, don't know that I can get used to that. Dude, I was even in Italy once, and there was right there, bidet. And I said, nope. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get on it. I couldn't, <laughs> quite literally. Um, I just, I couldn't do it. But butt wipes all day long, man. I love those things. Oh, heck yeah. Hell yeah. Don't give them. Oh, and I got them all around all, the place, all over the place because of the four-year-old, so. Yeah, well, I got them because... Because of me, you got them. You know, like, like I like them. I don't they come them. in handy. They sure do, especially when you're camping. <coughs> yeah, I'm nice. looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting up in the woods. Me too. Holy shit, we just uh, we have our plans set aside. You know, we we always try to get out at least uh, in July. You know, and do some camping, camping, like real camping. You know, where there's bears and there's that's your Cali trip. Yeah. And so there's no Wi-Fi. There's no cell service. No nothing. No computers. No nothing. And you just go out there. You unplug. And I always say you go out there to unplug to recharge. Because, <laughs> you know, you're recharging with your family. You're recharging with Earth, you know, and feeling that dirt, getting dirty, you know, uh, swimming in the King's River or wherever, whichever river, you know, I mean, that's, that's my idea of fun. That's you know? fun stuff. Yeah. And I always said, I always told my kids, I told Veronica, I said, if I ever die before all you guys, 
sprinkle me over the in the Kings River, you know, Sequoia National Forest or Kings Canyon. Sprinkle me over there. Like, put a little bit of here. Put a little bit of there. Put a little bit in the bathroom because, you know, I spend a lot of time in there too. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. That's where I want to be. Like, when I get, it's all my time to go. Put yeah, that's perfect. That's right. Kings uh, River. Yeah. I told uh, I told my wife up on the the rim, just put, the rim. find a nice spot on the rim, overlooking a, a canyon. Yeah, I'll be happy. Heck yeah. Well, it's funny you were talking about the elbow being a little tender. Yep. The wrist. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite part so nope. far. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wrist is a very tender spot. This little wrist bone. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> it's the <taste laughs> it's one of the delicious. Yeah, I was writing writing on the bottom here. Was it was was a little tender. It were worse than the armpit. Really? That's yeah. nice. But because I heard the armpit, the armpit when you touch it, I heard it stinks. Yeah. Stupid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of changes going on, man. This yeah. is good shit. This is really good yeah. stuff. I shoot. I'm excited that you decided to move to a new location closer to my house, which is which is yes. That cuts down my travel time. So true, true. Uh, Beyond the Ink and myself will be moving. Um, signed a uh, twelve month lease at a little studio such as this, a little private area, and it's still gonna be one on one. Still gonna be, um, you know, like I said, intimate setting. No. no walk-ins and traffic like that um and uh it's just kind of like the next level the next uh step for beyond the ink um it's yeah man it's it's pretty cool i'm excited i'm i'm really really happy right now with um with the direction that it's going uh we will be located in glendale arizona and um yeah it's gonna be cool yeah, I'll put the uh, I'll put the info down below. Um, May eighteenth, we uh, uh, that's when the the lease starts, or when you know we move in and um, be able to I'll be able to uh, have fun and tattoo and um, bring a new uh, new venue to the yeah. to yeah. life. So yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I keep saying, oh, God, that's not good for an interviewer to say. Like, um, so, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I do it again. Yes, and again. It doesn't matter how many try, times you try to not do that. You always do. Correct. It'll, it's just, it's inevitable. Yeah. But when people do it, like, every other word. Man. Yeah. Or, or, or like. You know what? When I first started doing this, and I still do. I still catch myself doing it a lot. But if you look at the earlier um, episodes, I I would say, well, that's cool. A lot. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And I think it's just that, you know, you know when you're on, uh, when your brain is like trying to do, because tattooing and talking and interviewing is very hard. It's not, it's not for the, faint of heart yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it adds an extra amount of challenge well yeah because you're trying to to be precise and then yeah still trying to carry on a conversation yep 
And so far, so good. Yeah. I haven't fucked up a single I, tattoo. I not on wood. Um, yeah, we talk, we we dance, we sing, we get crunk. Just uh, just no comedy. Just no comedy. No, we've proven time and time again, no comedy. <laughs> no, man. Uh, honestly, I think I'm I'm very excited that you uh, that you're getting into comedy, that you're doing it. You know, not just talking about it. Because I've seen so many people talk about, like, you know, oh, I would be funny. I would get into it. I, 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 everybody tells me I'm funny at all the barbecues and all the this and that. And then they just, oh, well, come out and I'll, I'll give you three to five minutes. No. No. It's cool, man. It's cool. Performing? Yeah. On stage for three to five minutes and talking for three to five minutes and making people laugh is a lot harder than a lot of people think. They think... Remembering everything that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> or I go, what my problem is, and I do this in sales meetings and I did it in my comedy, but like you can say you, you wrote five minutes. Yeah. But when you, I, whenever I get on the stage... Somebody hits the fast forward button. Oh, 100%. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> now I have four more minutes to talk. Right. <laughs> You'd be wow. surprised how, how long. I totally stretched that out in my living room. Yeah. I mean, it, you'd be surprised. I mean, the, first com the first show that I ever did, the night before, I was freaking out. I was like, fuck. How do you write a joke? How do you do this you know successfully I've been influenced by Richard Pryor Robin Williams um, tons of artists Dave Chappelle he's funnier than shit John Candy I mean some of the greats from like you know back in the day it's just even George Burns man he was oh, funny yeah. as fuck and my grandfather and I used to sit there and watch all the time Johnny Carson you know, uh, I'm, I'm really dating myself right now. Like I said, my birthday's in a couple of days, and I'll be 44. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm 48. I'll, 48? Be 40, I'll, I'll be 48 this year. Okay, so I don't feel so bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as uh, getting older is fun, but you know, now you've got the Kevin Hart's, the Dave Chappelle's, the... Russell Peters, you know, um, those guys are animals, you know, mm -hmm. like we talk about Bert Kreischer, 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 I don't know. I think it's Kreischer. He's the machine. He's always yeah. going to be the machine. <coughs> uh, funny as all hell, you know, um, do you see Chris, uh, D'Elia, he's funny as fun, you know, his voice is, hey man, you don't have to do this, man, <laughs> you know, his, he his shit is funny a yeah. lot too. And he, oh, he's very animated, you know. Um, when he talks about kicking babies and shit like that, you, you have to come out of left field. You do with comedy. You take them one way, and you and they're just like, "Oh, this is where this is going," and then all of a sudden you throw something else in there. That to me is mastering your craft. Like again, take it one way, totally away from their expectations. You know. Um, I like that kind of stuff. I like doing yeah. that. Um, 
But all my comedy, if I can give you any advice, all my comedy has come from truth. I don't ever make anything up. Um, it's always something that happened in my life. And my life has been crazy. So in the 44 years of my existence, I have done a ton of shit that people go, there's no way you did that. Or survived a, a ton of shit where people go, there's no way you did that. But I've backed it all up. I have everything either in pictures or videos <laughs> or something, you know, uh, newspaper clippings. Yes, I said that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of those things. But, um, you know, I've, I've done all that and, and I, I don't know if it was just growing up having to prove myself all the time if that's why I do it. But I've done it because, it, you know, again, I call it my Forrest Gump life, where I'm always at that right place at the right time or wrong time. And, uh, and yeah, as a result of it, it's either good times or bad. I don't know, man. It's kind yeah. of fun. But there's, not, there's, there's just something about making people laugh. True. A lot better than making people cry. I mean, yeah. Because that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man. Well,. I didn't call you Manuel. I said, yeah, man. Well. <laughs> so, dude, I appreciate you. I thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad to have you on the show. Looking forward to seeing you do some comedy. Um, this has been fun. It's been it's been cool. It's been it's been a, a riot. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, it's a double bonus. It's a double bonus. It's it's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you're still with us and you've been watching this whole time, that's how I turn that off. Amazing product, FK Irons. Good job. I like it. Um, again, needle supply for everything. I'll put a comment down below. You can go do that. Uh, as far as you, sir, thank you very much for being on the show. Um, Ooh, appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. Let me stab you. Believe it or not, as we're interviewing... It hurts less, unless it's the wrist. Yes, the wrist hurts. But um, the general consensus is we go through all this artwork and people go, huh, I didn't feel as much as when you're just doing it regularly. That didn't sound good at all. Shit. That's <laughs> <sighs> so what happens after yeah. being hooked up. Everything has a That's sexual That's right. Everything is sexual innuendos. Um, yeah, it... Again, super excited about opening up the new studio. Uh, couldn't have done it without the support, friends, clients, family members. Um, I'll put more details down below where the shop's going to be, uh, the new studio. Keep an eye out for episodes, new things coming up. And once again, if you, I'm pointing to you now, would like to be on, be on the ink, you've got a great story. Uh, you want to be told through... Under the, under the needle, I guess you want to say. Um, comment down below. Let me know. Give us a share. Follow. Thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, please. Tell your friends all about it. Um, again, you just want a great tattoo. If you want a great tattoo, hit me up. We don't even have to be on camera. It'll be fun. Uh, once again, I'm Matt Valdez. Thank you so much for being on there. We'll see you next time. I'll be on the ink. Bye.